You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Well then, it's uh, episode 298. And we're all back in studio. It's been forever. Yay. It's the first time I've heard that music in a while, honestly. I need to turn... Our levels are all messed up, too, so I might be adjusting as we go here. So just uh, bear with me, folks, as I uh, auto-tune myself. I don't know. I can't. Auto-tune. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's been three weeks, man. That's a long time. You're better now? No more... COVID, gone. All the symptoms are gone. The only thing that's been weird is like getting my energy level back. And I've heard that from a lot of people that just, you feel drained for quite a while. So that's been a little strange. But no, all the all of the other signs of COVID are, are gone. So everybody's back to school, back to work. Excellent. Excellent. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we neglected this last week. I wanted to bring it up, and I forgot, and then Brie reminded me, and then I said, put it in the show notes. And so she did, and now I remember. Uh, we named our snowplows. Well, Salt Lake City Oh, that's City right. Did. We talked about that. Those are the Salt Lake City snowplows, Do they I have believe. cute names? They're amazing names. We so. talked about that, like, in December, I think. Something. Yeah, so they had a competition. They held a, held a naming competition or, like, a naming drawing or something. I don't know. But anyway. Snowy McPlow face. Yeah. So uh, on uh, this was this was like last month at the end of January this was announced. But uh, so Sled Zeppelin is the overall <laughs> that's winner. That's awesome. So that's the one that, that was the most votes. But they are uh, uh, there are several more names that have uh, have been chosen. Uh, so we have the Notorious Plow. P-L-O-W. P-L-O. P-L-O-W. <laughs> Flake effect. Flake effect. Ice Eccles. Ice Eccles. That's good. <laughs> snowy McSnowface. Ah, uh, there had to be a Snowy McSnowface. It's like Bodie McBoatface. Snowby Wan Kenobi. I like that Do they one. have these names printed on them? Uh, yeah, they, they've they decaled them. That's amazing. So Snowby Wan Kenobi? Yep, Snowby Wan Kenobi. You know, you could get... You don't have to write them down, Jeremy. They there's are... There's a link right there's there. There's a link in the show See? notes. I know you've literally oh, yeah. never opened them to put stuff down. He's true. writing them. He's still writing he's, them. I know. The top three. Those are awesome. There's Rudy Snow Bear. <laughs> I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> Too bad I didn't have the link open so I could keep going, but I didn't. Sorry, I had to sneeze, and there's no real way to, like, I don't want to do it in the mic and in your direction, so. Uh, no more Mr. No more Mr. Ice Guy. No more Mr. Ice <laughs> Guy. My uh, my headset thing doesn't like to stay plugged in when I touch it, and I accidentally touched it. No touching. John Bon Snowby. John Bon Snowby. And the last one is Sugar Plows, which I don't think is a great name. I think Sled Zeppelin is pretty freaking cool. That's the one. That's the number one. That's the one, the one overall. So there's a link if you guys want to track our snowplows. 
and we'll put it in the blog. Jeremy, it's that link, but I can like email it or whatever. But oh, no, I can or you could just click on it in our show notes. I'll do that. But you, it's you can't basically click on it on the paper though. It's it's, it's slc.gov. I'm pushing then, the paper. It's not working. <laughs> and then you then there's a bunch of backsplashes and stuff, but you can actually watch them. So it's only active on snow days when they're out, but you can see where they are, where they're plowing, cute. all that like kind of little stuff. kids who are really obsessed with trucks. Can... Or like like if it's a snow day and your kids don't know what to do or you're or maybe you normally have a plow come down the street, which ours does. You can kind of see if they're out and about in your area. I Is think it? I think they plowed my actual cul-de-sac Hot single plows in your area once last year <laughs> and they have not plowed my cul-de-sac yet this year. We wondered if they would stop because the house at the end of the street used to have a bus come and pick up their kid. But with covid, I don't know if that kid is actually in school anymore or if it's all just completely virtual or what um, because the bus hasn't come down our street at all and so we wondered if we would get a plow but we did it's not as it's just not as count count onable what's the word I want uh, reliable yes count onable I like count onable that's good that's I good. like that that's yeah. good uh, I, I like that uh yeah so what have you guys been doing the last cut? We haven't talked to Julia in like a month. Well, Julia has right? a big story to tell us too. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a sad story. It's not a happy story. It's How's a your hold sad on before story. before we tell this story? No, go ahead and tell the story. I've got the good story on the back of it. So let's tell the story first. Okay. So it's so sad. Okay, so I was going to say you can't just stop because this is I know, a podcast. I know. I know. I'm sorry. So I was driving my car like i do every day saturday on saturday to um roy from riverton to do the little market and we're like halfway there i was carpooling with my tarot reader jordan we're like halfway there and the anti-slip light and the engine light both turn on and i did have low tire pressure so i wondered if it had to do with that and maybe my tires just got too low so I immediately like pull over. We emergency went to, to the Burt brothers closest. I was like, can you please fill my tires? And we go to them all the time. So they just did it for free. And then I just tipped the guy who filled it up. Um, you're supposed to tip those guys. I did because I, he stopped working on the car he was doing to help me with mine in the cold. So hmm. I, don't I asked if I could tip tires. him and he was like, yeah, you totally can. Yeah, um, I've never tipped the tire guy. Yeah, I've never have either because it's you. I don't really feel like tipping a guy after I spend eight hundred plus dollars with him. Though. Well, yeah, but she was just yeah, driving but they in. just they filled it in. They stopped the car they were yeah. working on and they filled it up for free. I mean, it's nice that you did that. I just I've never thought about tipping it. Uh, because, ever done like that I before? said, it was cold. He stopped what he was doing to come out in the Bri- ice. Bree doesn't do tip it. me. Well, <laughs> let's let's put this argument into perspective. She went somewhere and, pro- and someone provided her a service. Normally, you Without, fill your own tires. I asked if they could do it super fast, emergency. They said, pull right up. We'll do it right now. There was no wait. There was no sign in. There was but nothing. Really they just cool. did it. Burt Brothers free advertising. That's what right. They free. just did it. They just opened up the garage. They all stopped what they were doing. They ran out and they filled mine up. Oh, so I gave nice. him 20 bucks. Were you wearing uh, a mask? <laughs> probably i don't know it doesn't matter. does it matter probably because it was cold Burt brothers they don't wear masks no but like, you're working on cars nobody should wear it's fine whatever anyway anyways, on we go so anyways so i fill up the tires and i turn on the car and the lights are off so i'm like perfect that was the problem and i start driving back onto the freeway because we got another like 25 miles to go 
and the lights come back on Uh-oh. again. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And all of a sudden I the notice the, the same lights. So the anti-slip and the engine light turn on. And I noticed that the engine thermostat gauge starts going all the way up and then all the way down and then all the way up. So it's like freaking out. Um, it's on this like 30 second loop. So it's just slowly up and down. I'm like, what the heck is going on? So I'm calling dad. I'm like, I think my car's having a panic attack. And he's like, well, does it sound funny? Is it like shaking? I'm like, no, it's literally just that. I, there's nothing else that I can think of that's wrong with it. So he's like, well, I'll just keep going to your thing. Get a diagnostic when we get home. So I go and I do my event. And it's time to go home. So we load up the car. We got an hour drive. So it's about 55 miles. And the car takes a few tries to turn on. I've never had that problem with this car. And I I guess I should preface, I have never had a single issue with this car since I've purchased it. It's been amazing. I've fixed everything, replaced everything. I get it totally checked out all the time. They've never had an issue. So we start driving back, um, and we're probably like three quarters back, uh, three quarters of the way back home, and it starts like rattling, like there's a chain dragging under it or something. Every time I lift off the gas, it stops, so I'm like, uh, okay, we're almost home, so we'll just finish. Uh, we pull onto Bangor, and the car started smoking. <laughs> Uh, we weren't sure if it was her vape for a second because it smelled sweet and turns out that was the antifreeze. Yep, that's antifreeze That's burning. what I was going to guess. Uh, so... I could smell it. So at this point, we've got the hazards on. I'm just, like, scared to push the gas anymore because I don't want more smoke to come out because it's coming into the cabin through the vents. So we just, like, slowly creep to Dad's house and I could smell the antifreeze like halfway across you're the You're like, lawn. here comes Julia. Yeah, that's... that's <laughs> yeah, a, so I, mean, I When you know up. that smell, there's... Yeah. That's catastrophic problem right there. Yeah, so Dad takes a look at it. He's like, okay, well, we originally thought it might have been the battery, but it's not going to be a battery problem at this point. So I had to wait a couple of days because it was Saturday night right after it had closed, so I couldn't take it in. So I had to wait until Monday morning... It was like 7.30 in the morning. Brighton took me there, and I chugged the car because I didn't want to make Do it smoke again. you guys have again. triple A? No. It's, it's not even a mile away. <laughs> I don't I'm know. not towing it. It still drove. Keyword is drove. That is why triple A. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you Cassie's story after yours on why triple okay. A is like. I I will get that membership okay. forever. We do have towing service through our insurance. Oh yeah, but it still works. So I don't want to. Anyway, so we get it there, um, and I give him the key. I just tell him my little story, and I go to work. And Dad calls me later. He's like, "Yeah, so they took a look at it and." Everything is full of gasoline. Like, everything is filled with gasoline. The engine blocks got gasoline and antifreeze in it. 
Uh, yeah, the engine crankshaft. So they were like, <laughs> you probably have a piston crack or a piston ring broken. You're going to have to get a whole new engine. And they quoted like $7,000 to fix it. Yeah. I bought this car for 5000 Was it a Was it a nonchalant sort of, you're going to need a new engine? Because when- we have that story too. <laughs> I don't know. They were very like sad for me when I came in. They were all like, I am so sorry. There's nothing we could do. Good luck. So they see, on my end, they seemed to like they felt pretty bad to have also to having gas and everything the new engine isn't gonna help with all that other yeah. stuff they're gonna have to they're flush to, everything yeah, that, and, yeah yeah so they didn't even take it into the shop they figured this out just popping the hood and looking at it well, they, they the changed hood. it yeah because they, well, were, they were starting to and they oh. found gas and they probably i mean they probably hooked up their uh, computer and it threw a bunch of code yeah 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 they did the di- the engine the light diagnostic and so we were like, yeah, just so, put it di- patch so it up what, enough. So what happened? Did you put blinker fluid in your gas tank? <laughs> <laughs> I just drove. I, just, I don't know. So they're, they're assuming that it probably had a hairline fracture in one of the pistons. Uh, and it just grew. Possibly been there for a while, but where well, they were in Vegas for the last week. It was and, 14 and it just degrees. Sat, I didn't have my car on for a week. hot, and then it got it cold. so cold, and we were like 12 degrees at and night. And then my first drive was like a 50-mile so drive. It, it probably was a like a hairline fracture that's been there for a while, and just the combination of hot and cold over the last little bit is what finally pushed it over the edge. Yeah, anti-slip. By the way, I just want you to know it's not called that. It's the TCS. What's that stand for? Traction, Traction control, control system. system. Okay. Yeah, well, I call it the don't slip on the ice flight. <laughs> it doesn't actually do that, though. So, well, it turns on when I'm slipping on ice. So, <laughs> so I don't know if this is going to make you feel better or worse, but I've gone through two engines. Neither one of them my fault. The first one. Yeah, the one, the other one just recently. Like, yeah. So the first one was in my Saturn view. And I had been telling Chris that there was a, a strange noise, and he's like, I'll, I'll look at it, I'll look at it, I'll look at it. And then I was driving. She's this on me now. Both of these. And then I was driving, and it just, like, started making these weird noises, and then I, like, couldn't, like, there was no power. Mm-hmm. And so um I'm trying to remember how we, I think we limped it to Excel. Anyway, um, there were metal shavings in my engine. Well, yeah, that's not good. So we traded that in. And I got my other car. The other engine that blew was this Honda and the warning light for the oil didn't go off. Mm. So because I haven't been driving it a lot, I didn't really think I needed it or there was a problem. There was no leaks. There was nothing burning. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Chris, there's a weird noise. I and told I, you there was a weird noise first. No, I told you there was a weird noise. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, there is a weird noise. And then we took it in and they're like, yeah, there's no oil in your engine. No, 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 that, that is not how they said it. So the so Kingarf Honda downtown is awesome. When you take your vehicle in, they do their big multi-point inspection and they actually record it and then text it to you. They do it like a video. And, and they're like, so we were Here's checking. Your underneath. Yeah, we're checking your undercarriage. You can see this, blah, blah, blah. Everything looks good. There's no rust. So blah, he blah, gets, blah, blah. He gets, Here's your brake pad. He gets to the thing. He's like, so the, the concern you had with your engine, it's because your engine has zero oil in it. You're going to need a new engine. And, and uh, then moving around to the back. And then, and then he just goes on. Like, he that's how he's like, uh, the most <laughs> nonchalant, like, you need a new engine in your car ever. Because that's not a small repair. No, it's Even not. for a relatively new car. But in talking to them, they're like, because we asked, like, why was there no indication? Like, we didn't, it was so they the sound. checked everything and they're like, they said, we don't know. 
probably just a freak incident where one of your pistons Some warped fluke or, thing. or whatever, and it burned the oil so, so fast, fast that it didn't even give you a warning light. That there was no indication of oil wow. pressure or heat or anything. So uh, now my triple A story really quick. I'm not Catholic. done with my story yet. Uh, oh, I thought you were done. No. Because they no. said they couldn't do anything. No. So I chugged it home. Actually, it drove fine getting back to my apartment. Probably because they'd replaced some of the stuff. Uh, I don't know. Whatever they did, they something. Um, so I pull it up and I just take a couple sw- pictures of it and I just threw it on the Facebook marketplace for like 1800 bucks. I just said exactly what was going on. was like, if someone wants to buy it, fix it and flip it, go for it. And all of a sudden... I probably got 70 messages. Is this still available? But almost all of them were in Spanish. Meaning these people didn't actually understand what was going on with the car. And I I was like, I'm not letting you take this car. It's not going to work. This isn't just some car for you to have or to give your kid, you know. So I found one person who spoke English and understood that it needs repairs so just because they spoke Spanish doesn't mean they didn't understand it. Well, I'd explain it and they'd be like, so it's good. <laughs> so it's good car. I, I come see right now. I would have yeah. sold it to him. <laughs> no. Um, Maybe we should do that with the pathfinder. So, yeah. So I had it's a guy scheduled for this listed morning. It's good car. <laughs> so I had a guy listed for this, uh, scheduled for this morning. And so I get up and I clean it up and I take all my crap out. And I just drive it down the street to CVS. It turns on fine. And I get to the parking lot and I turn off the car and I'm just waiting for the guy and I get a text. I'm right down the street. I'll be there in a second. And I'm like, okay, perfect. I go to turn the car on again. It was dead. It will not turn on anymore. Completely dead. So he pulls up. I'm like, so uh, it doesn't work anymore. It did five minutes ago Why when I got here. Why did you drive to CVS with it? So that he doesn't know where she it lives? It was not in my tiny little apartment. It's right across the street, though, from her apartment, like, literally. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, if you weren't here, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, because it was just me by myself. So, but he was super nice, and he looked at it, and then he just offered 1100 cash, and I was like, go for it. So, Dad came over with the title, we signed it over, he called a tow truck, and that's my poor car. I, maybe we'll do that with the Pathfinder because the only thing that's wrong with the Pathfinder is the is it no what is it the alternator no remind me what it's it, a transmission transmission is the that's the only thing wrong with the Pathfinder they just need to put a new transmission in the mm-hmm. only thing wrong is it needs a new transmission which is twenty five hundred so Bri, well, I have I know, a question but, for you but, does February March no no but April May mm. oh. <laughs> So the reason that I believe in AAA... Who bought you those? I think it was you, Chris. (laughs) So the reason that I believe in AAA is Cassie had the Pontiac forever, and it would have all these random issues, and so she'd have to be towed everywhere. But one... It was a Tuesday. We were recording the podcast. She's driving home from... Cedar I, City. I think we told the story on the uh, We show, have it. Yeah, Julie but I haven't heard it. it. Go <laughs> listen to the episode. We're driving no. home. She's driving home from Cedar City and she's halfway between, was it Beaver? No. She she's, was between Cedar City and here. So Scipio. she was between Scipio she wasn't, and Beaver. No, she wasn't to Scipio. Yeah. She was halfway between Scipio and Cedar City, wherever that is. She just passed through a major city or whatever and her car started to smoke. And she's like, holy shit. She's out in the middle of nowhere. Like, no lights, nothing. Just her car. She has to pull over. She can't keep the car going. It's cold outside. She calls us. 
we were like, okay, call AAA, get them going. She's like, I'm scared. I'm going to have to drive with the driver. I'm like, they're all like, it's good. They're all certified through AAA. Like they're going to tell you who your driver is, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we have them tow it to Scipio because there's a limit on the AAA, like, right? So we tow it to Scipio. We tow it to this garage. We drive down all the way to Scipio and pick her up, oh. bring she was, her home. She was basically halfway between, um, what's the one downstairs? I don't know. Is anyway. And so we Can call the, we call the place when we're the next day and we're like hey we dropped my daughter's car off there can you take a look at it she had a cracked engine block Oof. so chris is like okay what are we gonna do and so i'm like okay where can what's our max turns out her godfather which is my uncle his house my great uncle his house was within the tow range Mm -hmm. so i call him and i'm like can we have Cassidy's car towed to your house? And so they tow her car to the house. Well, they put it in his driveway and he looks out the window and he's like, they, it, I said, it's been delivered. And he's like, no, it's not there. It's not there. And so Uh-oh. I'm calling everywhere. He walks outside. He's like, oh, they put it in my driveway. Oh, <laughs> so we drive down with like the sealant stuff that you put in your engine. And Stop Chris leak. is, yeah. And Chris is like, I just need to like get it from, so he lives in Nephi. No. Lehigh. Lehigh. He lives in Lehigh. He's like, I just need to drive it from Lehigh to home. So he puts it in and I just follow right behind him the whole way. So if something <laughs> happens and we get it here and it's that, fine. that fucking car ran another two years. It did because, there. because then Sean was like, well, I need a car and I don't have really, I don't have a job and I don't have a lot of money. And so we're like, well, you can try it. And use Cassie's car. It's got stop leak in it. That shit works for a long time. And so she drove it for another two years before. It finally totally gave yep. up. Yeah, yeah mine drove been. another two drives. <laughs> well, here's a little different situation. If gas was getting yeah. everywhere, that car was not long for this world. I was wondering world. why the gas was going so quick. So, I, yeah, that's that's a little Drive wild. to work a couple times and have to refill. I can't imagine smoking, though. Like Cassie was just, she's like, Mom, I'm on the side of the road. There's I, nothing. There is literally nothing here. I, I will I will say this. It was also at night. Uh, I will yeah, I will say this. You really shouldn't drive your car when you know there's something seriously wrong like that with it because it's only going to make it worse. Like as soon her as her dad told her to. I know because her dad's a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'll say it right in front of his face. <laughs> if you're smelling like antifreeze burning on she your engine, no, she wasn't smelling that until yeah, it started smoking. Until they got home. Until they were banging her. Yeah, but she was. I, dr- I was at that She'd point. I was too much. Well, no, stopped. Dad wasn't answering his phone. He was sitting on the couch just waiting for me to show up. I, <laughs> I will just throw this out. Like, your car starts acting up like that, I would, because if yeah. there's a little bit of damage that they can fix, you driving it will make it worse to a point that they can't fix it often. Yep. So, but I was two minutes away, so I just, I just did it. Yeah, I would recommend AAA for anyone or, you know, if your car insurance has a tow option and it doesn't like fuck, I don't know how that works with insurance. What and I like about AAA is it's not for your car. It's for you. So if I'm, if I would have been with Julia, I would have said, well, just stop. We're going to, we're just going to have it get towed. Mm-hmm. And they would have covered the tow because it's my insurance. It's not my car's insurance. Oh, that's nice. And our daughter's, Sean. We're out of her car, you get stranded in. Sean, well, Sean, Sean has used up her toes. So because like of the Pathfinder, she, and, and living in St. George and everything, she had used up all of her toes and her car wouldn't start in the, um, parking lot at the U. Well, it started, but it was like herky jerky driving and she's like, I don't dare drive this. Like it's mm-hmm. doing this thing. And she was out of toes. And so I just drove up there and I'm like, yep, here's my thing. And they towed it under my name. 
Yeah. Oh, that's nice. But yeah, Sean and Cass have both used up all their toes, which is like three or four toes a year. So it's Jeez. definitely definitely worth well, it. Toad. Well, because buy shittier cars. Well, they've they well like okay, so like the Pontiac was like a three thousand dollar car, and like I said, like. They went through both girls before it the died. The Pathfinder yeah. was only like three My cars that all died, all died in Maya's hands, except for this one. Yeah. And then <laughs> the Taurus was just a piece of shit. I wish we'd never gotten that. Because that died right away for Cassie. And then she spent like 6000 and got the Jeep. And then, um, and then we got this Pathfinder that was 5000 but it was just old and had a lot of miles, so. Uh, yeah, Jeremy, why don't you give yeah, me so, a Oh, yeah, so I'll Shout this out really quick. So Salt City Home Designs won the best of 2022 small business in Riverton. Uh, it's, Yay! It's funny because I've nominated myself for years. Year. And this year I'm like, because the, the thing comes out like in December, I'm like, I'm not nominating myself. It doesn't do any good. And then I got the notice that, That's the one year. that I won. So I, I really don't know who it was. It, it could have been a number of people. or Oh, I made my Discord group all vote for you. Oh, did you? Uh, Yeah, like 20 people. Hey, that's... You know what, though? (laughs) Because I wanted to win Metaphysical Shop, so I was like, also, you also need to put Salt City Home Designs, and I put the the new Utah podcast for best podcast, and then I just did some other little small businesses, and they did it. I gave them free crystals. So, so I bribed people to do it. You're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> Should admit that on open air, but honestly, that's how all that shit works. Hey, like, they were people from Utah. Even even uh, the city. So we do the city weekly best ofs all the time as well, uh, and those are you know even though they're right in, they get campaigned for heavily by certain individuals, and those individuals tend to win. Oh yeah, that do uh, that have? I'm sure mine didn't have do it all on its own. I'm sure you and other people and and uh, really encourage their audiences week after week after week to go vote. We don't really do that. We encourage you to go vote for stuff, but we don't give a shit if you vote for us. It would be nice, but I don't really fucking care. Just vote for like not Cafe Rio. That so kind, that's all we care have about. have the big the big. Gla- it's not glass. It's a, is it a prestigious award? It's. It's a major award. It's a major award. award. (laughs) (laughs) So now I just got to find a spot in my office to put it. But anyway, yeah, so... So my my company won for uh, best of small business in Riverton. So. We don't talk we don't talk about this very often. But Jer- Jeremy, we were talking about this because we're going to interview Julia about her business. But uh, you know, we talked about our own businesses years ago when we first started. But we don't talk often about. I joke about Jeremy being an architectural slam poet. Um, <laughs> I I mean, he architectural does write poetry. <laughs> architectural slam poetry is. A I thing. liked his poem about eating crayons. That's in the where office. it came from. <laughs> It came from that. But but Jeremy's an architect. He's been running his own business for, I don't know, fucking longer than I've known you. 15 years. 15 years since that I've owned my own business, but 26 years that I've been doing architecting. Architecture. Uh, I think architecting is a better way to say it. I know that you're a professional, but I think architecting (laughs) is. I think I already told you this, but my new uh, donor sister is an architect in California. Oh, yeah, she is. Oh, nice. I don't know if she lives in a little craftsman house that she's like remodeling. Oh, man. See pictures of? Remind me off air to tell you a story about her sister. It's a hell of a story. <laughs> I don't want to tell it. I don't want to blow her up on the on on the podcast. But anyway, Jeremy is an architect. He's a private architect that does architecting for residential people and has built a bunch of subdivisions, including one in our neighborhood, uh, and does a bunch of quote unquote flips. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of I've got, I've got a lot of clients who flips ha- flip houses but not like it's not a flip like on a but not like sala does not like frank does not not on hgtv (laughs) 
Yeah, so it depends. Some of them, it's real flat-out garbage that they'll buy um, on auction without even looking at. Then they show up, and there's, like, no floor. Literally, you open the front door, and there's just a bed. Oh, I remember the house. That was, like, a year the, the and a half thing ago, is like, two years the ago. The best thing is, like, like, I know there was a house that you guys, I think Frank still may be probably working on it because it wasn't that long ago. But because of where it's at, like, if you were to rebuild – they have to move it way back and lose a yeah. huge chunk because it's so close to the Creek. street now. Yeah, and so the, it's like a foot away from the property. Yeah, line. so there's no, there's no, there's not. A, you have to have a bigger easement now. But so what they did is they left up basically the the front structure just, of the house, just enough to count as a house, so that they could count it as a remodel. Yeah. Uh, and they basic, they literally demolished everything, and that's like one room now of this house. Yep. Yep, and it's three times bigger. And then we did that, and we did one of those in Harriman, too, where they wouldn't let us move it. So we left one back foundation wall, and the basement was only seven feet deep. And we wanted, it, it goes down the hill, so we wanted a 10-foot deep basement, 10-foot main, and a 9-foot upper. So we kept the one seven-foot tall foundation wall. <laughs> Tied into it and then came came out three if feet. If you replace that's code. every part of the boat but one screw, is it Basically. really the same boat? <laughs> as far as city planners are concerned, it's an addition. It's an addition. It's not a new home. It's an addition. So, yeah, we so left that funny. one seven-foot tall wall, came out three feet, dug down four more feet, put in the whole thing, and built an entire new house around, around the one tiny wall. one little tiny wall. So. There's ways. It's silly. But. I'd love to expand this house. I, I just don't think it's really worth it, but I'd love to blow out over the garage and completely expand above the garage and then blow out this Go straight back, back the wall. The people so. next door did their, their back wall in their kitchen and their family room, and it actually makes it way big, and they didn't go out that far. But really, I would prefer going out going over the garage because then we could have a proper master bedroom and then we could combine the girls' rooms into just one and then make the master bedroom just a regular room. All doable, just with the price of materials and everything right now. That yeah, just doesn't make sense. I mean, it would definitely increase. The the bedroom thing would increase the value of the home quite a bit. I don't know that the... Uh, because we would actually add another bathroom as well, another full bathroom. So we wouldn't add another room necessarily, but we would add a, another bathroom. With us this week is uh, Morgan Thomas. I didn't have to ask how to pronounce your name, Morgan. It's, Just uh, say Megan. No, Megan. I've been. I thought you were a woman like all week, Morgan. I yeah, thought I was calling. I you thought shit. I was emailing a woman, uh, and then I like went out to your page, uh, your web page, and I was like, oh, it's a dude. <laughs> I am a dude. Well, yes. We actually didn't ask him his pronouns, so he could be a they. That's true. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't care. I. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I've been called Megan before, and people have also mistaken me for a woman, and I take no offense to either. So <laughs> I I also have very long blonde hair, and even out in public from behind, people, you know, still mistake me for a woman. So, <laughs> so does that like a mullet that you rock, or is it just long hair? Long. No, I just got hair. I just got a ponytail. Because yeah. he's got like, um, if you're gonna have long hair, do all of it long, not the mullet look. What if you don't have a choice and you I can't agree. do the front long? Then, then you should just shave then it. That like is you did. just what it is, but not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, in the front I, I've always, <laughs> I've always been of the opinion that if you're balding, I mean, Chris, I'm, I'm sure you can attest to this, just looking at you now. But <laughs> if you're balding. Just own it 
Yep. Just go for it. Just go Just bald. Oh, this don't try to don't try to do the bullet. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, this, this was... he, he tried to he tried to keep it for a while. One of the friends was just like, "Dude, no!" So and this he was like a magic cat. Him. This is I, growing up. I always <laughs> assumed because you you I was taught anyway. We shouldn't assume everyone is that you get your hair traits primarily from your maternal grandfather. I don't know why, mm. but that's what I was always told, and so I was always like, "Oh, well, he had like salt and pepper hair by the time he was in his early twenties." Like he he was gray as as long as I knew him he was gray, and so I'm like oh I'll just have a full head of gray hair because he had a full head of gray hair, uh, and so in my mid twenties, uh, you know I'm working and uh, been at this business for a while and one of my coworkers starts giving me crap because like in the elevator like dude your the back of your head is getting really shiny. Are you losing hair? And so I went through a phase where I was like in the shower, like rubbing my head, like I actually like there's hair. No, like, no, there, nah, I'm not losing my hair. That can't be my hair coming out. And so th- this continues. And I, he has blonde hair anyway, so I, be, I be, I'm like, yeah, it's just light up there, and and I I, I just <laughs> kind of ignore it because I can't see the back of my head, right? Like I, you can't see the the crown of your head in a mirror, and so. I just leave it be for a while, and uh, then I get into a, a gaming group years ago, and uh, one of my buddies continues to tell me week after week after week, you should just shave your head like me. I just, think Josh and Sean need to shave their you, heads, You too. should just give in and shave your head. Josh will never do it. Josh will be a dude that combs over three hairs. It looks so bad. <laughs> the only reason Sean hasn't done it is because Vanita doesn't want him to. But his looks just as bad. He's just tall, and we just can't see. None of us can see it because none of us are as tall as he is. Yeah. So I, I say I never noticed. I, I, you're, I, looking uh, up. you're not tall enough. I went for the plunge. I'm like, yeah, just shave it. It's hair. It'll grow back. His anyway. friend actually came over and like he made it a big thing. He was all excited and he shaved he it. He took off video and... of it. And it wasn't until I saw that video that I actually understood how truly bald in the back of my head I was. <laughs> and it's funny when he gr- when it grows a little bit long, you can actually feel it's like super soft, like baby hair on the top and then like regular hair on the side. Yeah. And like <laughs> if I go. So I do shave my head because I, I was shaving with uh, just like a buzz cutter. But I actually like the feel of the skins, and it's pretty quick to bick it. So I bick it in the shower. Uh, and if I let it go like three or four days, you can see I have a horseshoe. <laughs> I have dark hair all around the side and in the back, and it's just a, it's a horseshoe hairline. I look like fucking George Costanza. You should do the, the awful where it's your beard, and then it just goes up in this tiny thin line <laughs> in a circle around your head, so you just have this little frame around your face. I, I, I can't do that because I'm actually, a, I'm pretty sure I'm at a terminal growth spot on my beard. Like, it does not get longer without getting just completely destroyed. No, so. I'm saying she's the hair on top of your way. head. Yeah, I know, but it's not long. No, enough. she's no, no, no. not meaning you like that. shave everywhere she means on like your head, sideburns, except sideburns, sideburns around up. to the top of yeah. your head. Yeah, but connect in the forehead. You don't understand how little hair actually grows. <laughs> and now when it grows in, you can see how gray my hair is getting too. Uh, so I'm old. Well, so be I, grateful I that say, you have I, your I feel like I feel like the moral of your story is that you find out who your true friends are. You know, like it's not Julia. They, <laughs> <laughs> Look up your yeah. circle. <laughs> So enough about my awesome hair, because um, we were talking about yours. I want to actually ask you a question uh, that we, we start out with all our guests, and that is what month were you born in? I was born in September. 
December, baby. Or rough. January. Could have been an early January. When in the month? The 27th. What's what day? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a New Year's baby. Uh, Your parents were either humping on Christmas or New Year's. Oh, yeah. Well, and I'm a firstborn. I'm I'm the oldest child, so they were ready. You know, I I grew up LDS. Have you talked to them about it? (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely not. Most kids don't talk to their parents about their conception. (laughs) Only I I know. No, that's brave. On this thing show. (laughs) That's brave. Um, I talk about my conception all the time. My parents were, like I said, I was the firstborn, and they were ready to have kids, like, right away. So, yeah. So where were you born? I was born at McKady Hospital in Ogden. I I just thought it'd be so cool if I could, like, tell you the exact room number and everything. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't remember. But I can't. No, I don't remember. It's not a memory you have. I don't think it's you would. It's a little remember. hazy. Um, it's probably but, yeah. They've done they've done a lot of renovations. It may not even be the same room anymore. No, I mean, it's honestly, not. it's not actually the building's gone now. It's a it's a different building. So even if you could actually remember back to when you were actually born, don't you think you would? Because that's a traumatic fucking experience, right? Like you have some PTSD. Like do you think I you really remember, remember that? No. Yeah, like maybe that's why babies could, are crying when they're born. I would be crying. They're in this like warm, oh, fluid-filled sack. They don't even have to try to get nutrients, and then all of a sudden they have to breathe air, which is foreign to them. And, and they're squished through this tube thing, and yeah. now it's bright and, and stuff like, touching them. And like sometimes their head gets squished, or they come out shoulder first, and they get ripped out of a belly. Or and... you get vacuumed <laughs> by your forehead, like me. That's said to be vacuumed. Out. I, I got that too, actually. Yeah. See, yeah. you got a you got a vacuum, buddy. <laughs> you have birth a lump canal, on your head too. Birth canal vacuum, buddy. You know, it's funny we're on this topic because I I had a sh- <laughs> I, <laughs> I've never heard someone say that. <laughs> I have. I, I had a shower thought the other day, and I was like, I wonder, I wonder if there's anyone who's ever claimed to remember being in the womb. You know what I mean? I'm sure. Like, I, I don't think anyone do, would ever did you remember do that. Research? No, I. It was a it was just, thought. Yeah, I was in and out. It just, but you're just reminding me of it now, actually. So. I'm sure yeah. someone somewhere has. There's probably a Facebook group about it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe there's like a term, a term for people who remember. I'm gonna right now. I'm gonna Google something, and we're gonna see if it comes up with. This. He's, he's gonna he's gonna look and don't look do on images the though. And see. Memories <laughs> in utero. <laughs> Let's see what we got here. Uh, Is that gonna be our title today? No. no. <laughs> Actually, that might be. I mean, that's a contender I think it's now. Kind of funny. Memories. It could be like an album name or something. It's like a band. Yeah, you're in a band. Are you in a band or you just play by yourself? I don't know. Yeah, I'm in a couple bands. Um, I'm in a band called Dearth of Earth. Um, it's like a a math rock band, kind of post post rock math rock type thing. Um, I play solo a lot too, just by myself, and I'm kind of like an acoustic artist. But um, is it guitar? Like, yeah, very heavily guitar based. I sing too, but it's more. I'm definitely a guitarist at heart, you know. Um, so yeah, I've got I've got those two things, and I play with um, my friend's band called Caleb and the Canvas, uh, like a folk rock group, and a couple other random things. Like I'm playing at a 
I have a Beatles tribute gig next weekend. Oh, nice. That's kind of nice. fun. <laughs> yeah. For Valentine's? So get, yeah. Yeah, it's a Valentine's Day thing, and I get to play George Harrison. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'll a, they be, have a lot of songs. Like, find anything there? Well, Chris. so... I don't know. He's red. <laughs> I think he's found something. There's Speedo Recall. Oh, jeez. There's a Wikipedia to prenatal memory, wow. uh, also called fetal memory. So it's a it's a, it thing a thing that they say you have, but I don't think you. It sounds like it's a short term thing that babies forget pretty quickly, and we don't carry into adulthood. I it's we're in the middle of a podcast. I can't read deeply into this, <laughs> but these web pages aren't getting closed. I am going to now read about this because you piqued my interest. And I think the name of this article, "Fetal Recall?" question mark Memory in Utero. Fetal Recall is an awesome tagline. <laughs> so I don't it know is. if it's going to be yeah. Memories in utero, utero or Fetal Recall. What if it's Fetal Recall? Semicolon. It sounds like you give memories birth and put in it utero. back in. If I say that, that's technically plagiarism of the Scientific American article that I'm. Oh, is that at. what it's called? Yeah. Fetal do it the other way around. In utero. Memory in utero. Mm. Fetal recall. Yeah. <laughs> I think that. I mean, I can say memories in utero because I came up with that before I even knew about this. How about so you it's just do fetal memories uh, something in your, what's the rest of it? I know I this remember. isn't about you anymore <laughs> while we're talking about it, but I do have a I question. I brought it up. <laughs> have you, have, have, the fetal photographs thing. <laughs> like, the 3D ones are so scary. So, because when, when we were born, the older people in the room, um, that was not a thing. Well, it wasn't a thing when Julia was like, either. like when you were when you, you, we've talked about this before, Bree. But like your mom had one ultrasound. You had like one ultrasound for each baby. I had one right? ultrasound. I didn't have complications, so I just had an ultrasound to see like, that the baby was there. I don't know. People I know that are getting pregnant now that like work with me. They got an ultrasound like every two fucking weeks. Like every time they go see the baby doctor, they got an ultrasound. But I'm wondering why. Because it's in the room and it's portable. They and they want to post pictures. And they can charge for it. Yeah, I think it's do. a charge thing. Like, but what are you looking at? Beyond, because it's, they're like, when you got your ultrasound, it wasn't like on a little tray that they could just roll in and, yeah, it was. and roll out. Okay, but they know on iPads now. Yeah, it in wasn't fact, on an iPad. In fact, you had an ultrasound on an iPad. I have had an, an ultrasound on iPad. Uh, in the last year, which is really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's this little device plugs into the iPad. Oh, that that's cool. And it shows on screen. It is it's really awesome. Cool. You probably get one on Amazon. Probably. Do your own. Yeah. Well, no more like, tattoo like Amazon kits. Now it's. Yeah, I, I so ultrasound, but I'm taking a step further, and it's like those fetal photographs where they can do 3D renderings of what your baby looks like based on They're ultrasound so scary. stuff. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. It's the creepiest fucking thing. Anybody who thinks that that your your eighteen week old baby is cute is weird. I absolutely, if I ever have a kid, do not want to see a three D. Looks like a fucking Martian. <laughs> That's what I picture an alien looking like. I I don't know. I'm just old, and I I I don't. Yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal. So you were born here in Utah, probably without fetal photographs. Uh, <laughs> like, where did you where did you actually grow up? I kind of grew up in a few different places in Utah, um, but I've lived in Utah my whole life. I was born in Ogden, lived there the first few years of my life, and then we moved out. I think we moved to Provo for like one year, maybe. And then, uh, but the bulk of my childhood was out in a place called Eagle Mountain, Oh, and, yeah. Um, we know that place. Yeah. It's about, like, tripled or quadrupled in size since I lived there. 
it was actually a fun place to grow up because it was like um, dirt. It was just desert. It was just the desert. <laughs> I, I'm guessing. And, I'm guessing when you grew up there was when I used to go to raves just outside of Eagle Mountain. Yes, so. at the Saltair. No, no, no. That's a Saltair oh. near Eagle Mountain by the old tire dump. Oh know? yeah. <laughs> the, tire dump, the rave at the tire dump. The freaking the, freaking, the, the, the tire dump. Can we call it rave at the tire dump? No, we can't. Do that. The, the tire dump. The, so the, in Eagle Mountain and like Saratoga Springs is the same place as far as I'm concerned. Like up above Utah Lake, there used to be a ton of private land up there, and there was an old tire dump, and it was this great area because it was just completely flat. But the guy that owned it also built, like, motocross tracks and stuff. So there was all these cool motocross tracks around it. But it was a great place for a party because at the time, there were there was no one in Saratoga Springs or Eagle Mountain. Those places were, like, desolate. They were just starting to build some neighborhoods. And uh, you could play really loud music, like huge, giant speakers and overnight parties. Uh, and, you know, I came home with the most booze from working security at those parties um, because, you know, we don't allow alcohol in and we thought they could just bring it in. But the best thing about that place was when the music was going and the bass was pumping, the entire earth just bounced because <laughs> it was all fucking tires underneath you. It was, so really it was all cool. rubbery. Yeah, it was really, nice. it was really cool. I like that place a lot. But yeah, I, we know I Eagle definitely Mount. never made it out there. So what did you go to high kid. school then? Well, um, when I was in, let's see, when I was in um, fourth grade or fifth grade, we moved up to Kaysville. And um, and then I went to Layton High, so I graduated there. Okay, you guys didn't say the mascots. You guys don't know the I mascot know the of Layton? Mascot of... Usually they know the mascot. In fact, somebody commented on how many mascots they knew once. The problem is Layton's not in the Salt Lake Valley. Yeah, we know the Salt Lake ones pretty well, but once oh, you get up, yeah, yeah. once you get up near Ogden, man. So, what was your mascot? It was a Lancer. Oh, that's what ours was. Jeremy that's... and I went to Granger, and we were we were we were Lancers too. Dumbest fucking mascot. <laughs> I'm actually surprised I remembered that. Honestly, do you have a suit um, of arms in your in your hallway? Because we did. Uh, in the hallway, like yeah, it, we had a suit of armor. Yeah. yeah, at the school, oh. we had like a knight. Uh, um, the whole thing we could have. I would have had no idea, honestly. <laughs> Did you guys that do, you say, do you say Leighton Lancers or Leighton Lancers? I think if you're from, <laughs> John, you're tripping out about it. If you're from Leighton, you then you say Leighton. Yeah. If, if you're, you're from, from anywhere Utah. else, then you say Leighton. Not if you're anywhere in Utah or Idaho, you say Leighton. Leighton. Layton. 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 So what happens after high school? Where do you go next? Let's see. Um, well, I got into music in high school and had my first performance, um, followed by Battle of the Bands, like a month later where we lost terribly. <laughs> and I carry that shame to me to this day. You shouldn't. In high school, battle of the bands, everyone sucks, even the winners usually. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Well, okay. So, yeah. Started music in high school and then uh, carried it on. I was in bands all the way through high school, graduated and was in more bands. And um, I got to ask you, in high school bands, like when you're not in like the – like I get that like high school bands, band like we went to band camp band mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily get you a lot of tail outside of the band camp kids <laughs> but like 
does being in your own band, I've always wondered this, does being, because I grew up in a shitty small town that didn't really have bands, uh, but does being in your own band in high school net you like groupies and like, are you able to get a lot of ass being in a band <laughs> in high school? Or is that I mean, really I didn't. Like later? Okay. I didn't, but I, I would assume yes, more than, more than like, you know, the marching band. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think the for marching sure. band's getting anything outside of band camp. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Those, fucker, those fuckers are weird. I'm sorry if you were a marching band person, you know, you're weird. Like I, I had friends. Kids. Yeah, I was never in it. I'm glad, but because um, there's not a guitar in the marching even the, band. Even the super popular kids that were in the marching band somehow, like there was a, a kid I went to high school with that was like a football player and like. DJ'd all of our dances, uh, and he was in marching band, and he was weird as fuck because he was in marching band. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, um, no, I, I don't think it made me any more popular. Maybe a little, but I was never popular anyway, so it, it didn't really matter. I mean, we were in kind of like a. It wasn't a cool rock band. It was like a. We were kind of in a folk band. We were playing acoustic music and like. Um, so we started our band and then Mumford and Sons came out. Like, I swear it's like a month later. They stole your stuff. And they Damn, totally Mumford did, man. They totally did. I never, I never liked Mumford and Sons. All of a sudden we're getting compared to Mumford and Sons though. And, um, so that was kind of a bummer, well, but uh, that like, does put it in the times for you a little bit, you know, it was Mumford and Sons time. You know, like I, I would think that was a bummer, but at the same time, like, you know, f- people think of folk music or at least thought of folk music as like shitty old music. And I don't think that's the case at all. And I think what Mumford and Sons did for that genre of music is really elevate it so that people are like, oh, it's not just like it's not just shitty old music. Like you can do new good folk music. And then the radio stations played the fuck out of like two songs and everyone hates Mumford and Sons now. So <laughs> I totally agree with all that. Yeah, they made they made it hip. Um, which is funny because folk music, like Americana folk music back in the sixties and stuff was totally hip. That was like the hippest thing. Oh yeah, for sure it was. And then it lost its hipness for a while. And well, yeah, grunge, grunge came out and put an end to all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And rock that and was, roll and that metal. Was a and long everything. time after folk music was hip, dude. Yeah. yeah it was kind of like Led Zeppelin killed. first, I think. Yeah, Cause you had like, <laughs> You had like folk, like folk music in the '60s being really hip, and like into the '70s gave rise to what we think of as like classic rock. Not, I'm not talking about like Elvis. Pre- it did give rise to Elvis Presley and Johnny Cash, but it really gave rise to like Jimi Hendrix and and uh, Led Zeppelin and all those really great classic yeah. rock bands. Rolling Stones. Yeah, exactly. The guys that are still yeah. trying to pimp themselves from <laughs> like. 80. Well, the reason, the whole reason it became like folk rock was because um, bands like um, like the Animals, they started doing covers of, of like House of the Rising Sun and stuff, you know, and and everyone was like, oh, that's so cool. They're taking this classic folk tune and making it rock and roll. And so that became the hip thing for a while. So what drew you to doing, I mean, that's a, honestly, it's a weird thing for someone to be drawn to in high school before folk music makes its you know, swing back into popularity. Like that's a weird thing for kids to be like, yeah, let's get together and make a folk band. Like what, what <laughs> yeah. drew you to that? Had you always, did you always just love folk music? 
Not really, actually. It, it, was, <laughs> it was kind of random, actually. Like, um, when I first started playing guitar, I was like most guitarists, where you start with, like, classic rock, and then... Um, Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, totally. Stuff like that. And then slowly you get heavier and heavier. And when you're when you're a teenager, you're kind of angsty anyway, right? And you just, for me, um, I was in the phase of my life where I was very much rebelling against my parents. And so I kind of dove into like the heaviest metal music that I could. Um, and then I don't know what happened, but just when I was like about 17... I don't want to disrupt you, but I want to know what the heaviest metal music is for you at the time. (laughs) Well, okay, so the heaviest thing when I was that age for me would have been like Slayer. um, Okay, so like the good, real real heavy metal, like Slayer, Pantera, Megadeth type stuff. Nothing to be embarrassed about. Definitely. No, no, I'm not embarrassed. Um, Yeah, Slayer, Megadeth. um, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden for sure. Yeah, I was way into them. Um, I, I particular I say Slayer because that was the band that finally <laughs> like got my parents to be like, "Hey, okay, you can't listen to this." <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, the classic parent like you can't listen to this because that really definitely stops you from listening to them. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So that that's why Slayer comes to mind. Um, but yeah, I was really into that stuff for a while, and then for whatever reason, when I was like 17, I just made like a total 180-degree turn into acoustic music, and to this day, I can't really explain it. I just, um, I mean, maybe maybe it was kind of like that Mumford & Sons movement was starting, and I was starting to kind of like pick up on that. Maybe that was part of it, um, but I think I was like starting to mature a little bit too, and um yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, I turned 17, and I kind of make this, like, total shift into acoustic music, start playing that, and um, I basically stuck along that vein, although I've gone back to, like, I, I've done some metal bands and stuff in the last few years, and um, I don't know. I try to stay eclectic, you know? Heavy metal to acoustic folk music, that's a... It's a hell of a shift for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. So but you don't just do music. Like I, I went to your site and you have a whole bunch of art there. And Julia said you do like really cool nerdy wood carving shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Into. So I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> curious. Like were, like was art something that you were always doing as well uh, in school along with music? Or is that something that came a little bit later for you? I pretty much dabbled in art, you know, through high school. Um I was one of those just, like, um, sad, depressed kids that didn't have any friends. And so, naturally, I did art, you know? (laughs) Um, And um, so, I was always interested in it, but never took it that seriously. And then once I started getting serious about music, I just didn't. I kind of put it down for a long time. And then it popped up again for me, like, five years ago or something and I got way into it um for like two years and then kind of fizzled out again um so I don't know if I'll go back to art I hope to eventually but it it is very time consuming it's um 
you know, in order to to do something that you're really proud of, you have to put in a lot of hours into it. And so I think I just it's one of those things like once you get out of the habit of doing it, you just it's hard to get back to it. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I've always been interested in art and, um, you know, I don't I don't know. Music and art go hand in hand for me. So did you did you go to college and get any formal training? No, I, I don't have any training at all, really. Um, I went to I tried to go to Weber State for like a semester and then realized mm. I don't have any money. <sighs> so <laughs> I gave that up pretty quick. And um, and yeah, I, I, I've been in a place for a, a while where um, college hasn't really been necessary for me. Um, I've been self-employed and just been teaching guitar lessons for a living, which uh, <clears throat> doesn't really require a degree, you know. So I, I haven't really gone back. Yeah, I don't. Th- I've been dealing a lot with that uh, overall, just in stuff that I'm reading. And uh, college, I, I just don't think that college is necessarily as important as, as society and as a whole makes it out to be. For, There's a few for few careers that you know you have to have it for doctors, nurses, Jeremy, architect, things like that, where you have to have that formal training. But for some of it, it's it, it's only a. We were discussing it with my oldest daughter, but it's basically a way to prove that you can start and finish something. But if you have other ways to do that, then yeah, college isn't for everybody. I fully yeah. believe that. Yeah, yeah I agree. That's. Uh, I. I'm always surprised, honestly, when I meet a musician or an artist that did go and uh, do a full like four years somewhere, or even you know you know postgraduate stuff. It always surprises me um, that there that those people exist out there that went through and and did arts in college and like spent four years paying people to teach them how to draw and paint and the techniques and um, not that they're any worse off, but I mean, geez, I, most of the people I know that are artists are just like you, you know, it's just something that they fell in love with and they mm-hmm. were good at and they've just, it's a passion. Yeah. Because, it, because music's such a passion for you, you found a way to make that your life and, and be able to, teach guitar lessons to earn a living like that's a that's a dream job for a lot of people to be able to do something they love uh and and make a living off of it yeah and and i think there's a lot to be said you know because i i do have a lot of friends that have gone through you know guitar programs and they they graduated with masters in like you know whether it's guitar performance or composition or whatever and um it's a it's hard to keep your creativity fresh through all that. Like you almost have to like hold on to that through that whole process. If you let go, then you kind of lose it. Like, you know, people I've talked to some friends that have gone to Berkeley college, which is like the Mecca, I guess for musicians. And they, they, the, the famous saying is like, <laughs> um, Berkeley is where, uh, musicians' dreams go to die. You know, or <laughs> your your creativity goes to die, and it doesn't have to be like that, you know. But I do think it's it is hard to you're always like towing that line between. Actually, that's why I loved doing art for that period of time was because I was doing music for a long time, and art was something for me that I could be a total newbie at and not care. 
you know, whereas music, like I kind of sort of had like a reputation that I wanted to, to keep. And, and like, I, I had been around for a while. And, um, so I kind of had this pressure on myself to, I don't know, make really good music, but, um, with art, it was really freeing because it was like, Oh yeah, I, I'm making this for myself. I don't care who, who sees it. And since I am a total noob, I'm fine with, um, you know, people critiquing it because I don't have a reputation as an artist. I'm a musician, you know? Um, so it's kind of funny how that stuff works like with creativity. So, so Julia found you, um, because you were next to her. I don't remember. It's something she went to when she was selling Renaissance fair. Yeah, Guild that fair. Guild yeah. fair. You literally interviewed the girl in charge of it the other day. <laughs> Look, I don't know. The other day. You, you go to, you, we just hung up the pictures from her. It was like two months ago. We just way. hung those up a minute ago. It was like two months ago we talked to her. <laughs> but I don't like you could have been any other number of things that you go to. Um, but she said that you wood carved a bunch of like wizards and shit. Mm-hmm. Like I don't see any evidence of that on your website, and I was really excited to see it. So look at <laughs> He's got two separate businesses. That's why. I mean, I yeah, it, you know, the more things I take on, the harder it is to keep it all in one place. <laughs> but yeah, that's my newest thing. I haven't been doing that very long. That was my um, pandemic thing when you know, because I was I was hitting gigs pretty hard in 2019 playing pretty much every weekend and um obviously when march 2020 hit i all of that went away and i had had like this big summer planned where i was going to tour around and play all over and um yeah i don't know what happened we we kind of i tried to go on the tour still even though like half the gigs got canceled i still had a few and i'm like whatever i'm gonna do it anyway and then we got like a week into it and my car broke down and it was the transmission so it was just screwed um had to tow it back home and that was like the end of it and i'm like wow okay so i now have an entire like two months an entire summer of just dead open space now that I don't know what to do with because I wasn't teaching either. Um, and I don't know why I picked up wood carving. I think I just saw some like tutorial online and thought it looked cool. But I've always been a big nerd about like Lord of the Rings and wizards and uh, like I love King Arthur stories, Merlin, all that stuff. And so I think that was like if I wasn't so into that stuff, I don't think I would have started wood carving, honestly. Um, and yeah, it was like a hobby. I mean, I still consider it a hobby for the most part, but it, it's, it is fun to like go to those little festivals and just hang out and, um, actually be a vendor. I've never done that. That's a total new experience for me. Um, Julia, you know, I know, I'm sure you get how that is, you know, like when you first get into vending and you realize you don't know what you're doing, like (laughs) I didn't even realize like, Oh, I have to put out signs that say what the prices are (laughs) for some reason. I didn't think to to do that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's been fun. I, I think, um, I, I just love being around like little events like that, especially if they're like Renaissance festivals because people get so into that, you know, 
That's really cool. So that's your your new side hustle. But your I, I assume now your lessons have picked up and people are you know back somewhat back to normal in terms of you know interacting. So do you teach at the yeah. school at a school or is it all just at home? No, I so I teach in Mountain Green. That's where I'm at right now. Um, and I've been up here about five years and. Okay, I'm trying to think of how to condense this story. So I, I started <laughs> teaching at a place called Bravo Arts Academy. That's where I first started. And I was there for a while. Um, it was okay, but it was very, like, I had managers that were always trying to tell me how to teach and all this stuff. And so um, ended up moving to Morgan, which was hilarious. Everybody loved it because my name's Morgan. <laughs> hey, look, it's Morgan from Morgan. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That's what drove me to move away from Morgan. <laughs> so, like, you mean like like Mountain Green, like off of 84 outside of Ogden? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's like yeah, it's, nothing there, man. Well, yeah, it, it's technically, technically it is Morgan still. It's kind of weird. Like, Mountain Green isn't its own city. Um, it's kind of like a sub thing okay. of Morgan or whatever. Like a township. Yeah, how do you have a sub of a town that's like 4,000 people? <laughs> yeah, know, right? It's like, well, it's like where my parents live. So I grew up in a town in Wyoming, Green River, Wyoming, and there's like a, a subdivision of Green River called Jamestown, which is basically a bunch of people with horses and land and mobile homes on top of that land. But all of Green River is is so small that like, but it's how still do you part of Green River. It's like <laughs> sort of unincorporated part of the county, but it's really just part of Green River because they still yeah. have all of the Green River water and everything else. I have been to Green River. I, Wyoming well, I or Utah? That's it. like uh, both, but uh, that's uh, Wyoming a big city one. for yeah. someone that lives in in you know. Morgan. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah, like yeah. almost it is like three times the size of Morgan. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, they kind of count like the whole valley um as Morgan. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but anyway, I moved mm-hmm. up there for a little bit, uh, just to get out of Ogden, me and my girlfriend, and um I started teaching at like this tiny little music academy there and then like a couple months later it closed down and you know I had all these students but nowhere to teach them and so I found this place called the Scotsman Center which is where I'm at right now and it's like it's actually an equestrian facility so like they have this front of the building, which is this community center, which is really nice. But then the entire back, which is like huge, they have this horse corral uh, that they're always riding horses in. And so it's actually pretty cool. Oh, sorry. Probably really loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's actually really cool. I love where I'm at now because it's um, my own thing. I don't have anyone to answer to. Um, and my students up here are First of all, they're like super loyal. Like usually I I mean, I have students up here that have been with me for like five or six years now. I've kind of like watched them grow up. It's kind of kind of nuts. But um, and they're really cool up here. It's like a good blend of, you know, people that live in Mountain Green are not necessarily country folk because it's a very rich place. It's a very wealthy town. You you know, um, doctors and lawyers live up here, stuff like that. Um, but 
they're out there away from the city enough to where they're just kind of like chill, you know. Um, I people in Ogden are not so chill <laughs> a lot of the times, and so I love it up here. I wish I could live up up in Mountain so Green, but do you have any do you have any students that are like that move up from Ogden that like go from Ogden and South Weber area up into? Uh, Mountain Green to take classes from you, or is it all pretty much kids from Mountain Green and Morgan and, and those areas? I just have one student that drives up um, from Ogden, and it's because he started with me forever ago when I was still teaching in Ogden and just wanted to stick with me. So he makes the drive, but everyone else, yeah, they're like two minutes away from where I teach. You know, I basically teach outside of like a big rich neighborhood you know that's really cool so not to put you on the spot but would you be willing to play a little something for us you totally sure sure spot. yeah i, I mean, got not to put him on the spot. <laughs> well if he this said is literally no, my job man okay, i've been get, being but... asked this for like 20 years at this point um yeah yeah i got a guitar let me grab it perfect cool I don't want to put you on the spot. I know you weren't prepared for this, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up, man. But if he teaches day in, day out. Holy shit, that is a rich area. There's fucking people with pools up there. You know how many months of the year they're going to have their fucking pool open in, in these people's backyard? I don't know what you want to hear. Whatever you want to play, whatever you're in the mood for. There's a lot of pools up there. Holy shit. Open up. Um... Got an Irish tune that I like. Oh yeah, do that. <laughs> I actually, um, I actually really, I don't know, Julia, if you remember, there was this harp player. It was so cool because people could go over and they like just randomly play the harp and it would sound like they were professional. It was so funny because <laughs> yeah. like all the notes just sounded good. Totally, totally. Harp is one of those instruments you can just like hit it and it sounds beautiful. <laughs> um, I wanted to try to jam with her a little bit because she was playing a lot of the same Irish songs that I I play. Um, you should talk to them about doing it this time. They've already yeah, played, uh, I, starting applications and stuff. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I, I might do duet. it. I don't know if I want to do both, like music and... <laughs> you should play ending. music. You should just play your guitar at your thing while people... Are walking cool. by like that would be a vibe if you were next to me again like i would totally be down for that because there's yeah. no other sound going on the whole time that's true yeah just I, just I, just kind of play just some, strum i probably get some tips yeah put out a tip <laughs> jar for yeah. students just open up the yeah, that too. um well yeah I'll, I'll play something real quick this i'll do like a little I guess this is kind of a medley of like a few Irish songs. Um, I won't tell you the names because I can't remember at this point. Uh, sorry, I just realized I'm in like a different tuning. Yeah, you were teaching lessons right before this, so imagine. And there's a guy who's just like tuning his freaking guitar on the fly here. That's awesome, though. Thank you. 
Yeah, there you go. That was a vibe. I would just like, <laughs> I would just play that while I was working on stuff. <laughs> catch a vibe, isn't that the thing where they like? You should totally play audience? that at the Ren Fair. That would fit in so well. I'll do it. I'll do it. Do I, it. I'll be I honest, don't last think year, they're gonna stop you. No, I don't think they'd care. I mean, yeah, last year was a lot of fun, but um, it was like a little. Uh, it got slow a lot. So having a guitar would be nice. It has passed the time, you know. No, yeah, I'm gonna be listening sure. to like Irish folk music for the next week. Right. <laughs> Usually when I hear something like that, I'm like, oh. You can record a... our new outro. I just, I, that's, <laughs> I'm like, that's what I'm gonna listen to for a while. I'm down. I'm down. Actually, my new venture for this year is gonna be composing um, video game music. So oh, cool. I, awesome. I can totally, totally do some theme music. <laughs> That's awesome. I love video game music. Something about it. The scores of video games are just amazing. Yeah. So I, I, it, I teach I teach songs from video games all the time because they're they're not only like good songs, but they're compositionally complex and they're like hard to play all the time. My favorite Zelda. Da dun. Yeah, definitely. Play it. Let's hear it. Mm. Okay, there was one. Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't have the music in front like of me. Theme. I can play it better with like. Because even like back in the days of like Nintendo, like eight bit game tracks were some of them were really good, and the music makes the game. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I think the music makes everything. Have you ever tried to watch a movie that hasn't been scored yet? Oh my god, it's awful. Oh yeah, okay. I think I remember. It's uh, see if you recognize this. Um, hold on. He's just doing this out of his head. <laughs> Kinda. Yep. That's Zelda. <laughs> Can you play the ocarina to go along with your guitar? <laughs> That'd be sick. That'd be Bre- sweet. Bree's um, like, I have, I have no idea what he's playing. I don't play video games. Yeah, I don't play video games. So <laughs> it's just music to me. Sometimes I'll throw in, like, um, you know, I play at a lot of, like, restaurants and bars and stuff where people aren't, like, necessarily paying that much attention. And sometimes I'll throw in like Zelda songs and just see if anybody notices. Anyone's paying attention? Everybody turns their head. What yeah. are you doing? You should what? throw in some SpongeBob. SpongeBob. I was going to say, do Sponge- <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. I think that would be a little obvious. It's funny because when Jeremy says Zelda, I instantly think of 8 bit Zelda, like the old Nintendo Zelda games. Mm, and yeah. <laughs> and like it sounds nothing like the new stuff and and that's immediately where my head goes not to the, any of the newer stuff so yeah yeah because you don't currently play zelda my, my 14 year old plays zelda all the time so that's why she's 14 already yep he's 14 nice he, he's he probably got 14. the newest stuff huh yeah the call is it call of the wild is that the that's the new breath one. of the wild breath of the wild something yeah with the wild. yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've i played got, like two seconds of it and then i was like I don't like role play games. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely like Nintendo 64 era 
generation. That was that was my generation. That was uh, my generation was Atari. No joke. Yep. Nice. And Commodore. I totally missed that. <laughs> I totally missed that. So Nintendo sixty four. This I don't know if I've talked about this. This is uh, I mean Jeremy knows because he was in school right at that time. Like it was the first game system that really pushed multiplayer. And and the golden eye four player split screen was some of the funnest shit we'd ever had in our life because no other game allowed that level of multiplayer. Uh, and I remember going to school and uh, we had college like tournaments of golden eye. Mm-hmm. Like where we would just put money into a pot and then the winner take all type. I thing. had space invaders. <laughs> nice that's awesome yeah you know what's I'm awesome playing though? like we fit and we sports and stuff the, what's awesome though Lego games. Is, yeah you're 20 years younger than me dear <laughs> the 25 years younger it, than me space invaders still holds up like dave and busters has the giant space invaders it's fun as shit and it's just the same damn game with a you just sitting at a thing and watching it on a huge screen but, spin, oh, basically. so we did this brighton and i did this um this virtual reality course. So you're actually walking around and you have props and they interact with them. And it was a Wreck-It Ralph theme. So we got to do all the little old school 8-bit like video games Hubert. in person. And they were all 3D and coming at you. Welcome we had to do Space to Invaders. It was so cool. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> yeah, I, know, right? I do have to admit, when I got older, my boyfriend did have a Nintendo and we played Mar- he played Mario and I'd read the book for him and find all of the like special I need to figure things. out how to get my Nintendo that's in the garage to plug into a new TV cuz it <laughs> doesn't work that way somewhere there's a Buy cord. a converter like yeah, I, I really didn't. <laughs> it's a thing. I didn't even play that much video games at all like but I did as a kid that's why I'm so like nostalgic for Zelda and stuff but um just like barely recently in the last year uh, one of my friends got me way into Skyrim, and um, it, it's just, like, mind-blowing. Like, there's this huge gap in my life where I didn't play anything. And then going from that to, like, Skyrim, which is just this huge, like, immersive thing. Yeah. It's pretty mind-blowing, man. Hey, if you, if you liked Skyrim and you're, you're a fan of that style of game, go find – Steam has – there's two different ones now. They're Pathfinder and – one of them is Wrath of the Righteous, I think, and the other is Kingmaker, and they're fantastic games in a very similar play style to, um, you know, Elder Scrolls. Give us another else. video game song. <laughs> <laughs> do something um, old school, they'll yeah. know. You, you have to do Mario. Do, do, do. But you can't do that. Can you do that on the guitar? We, we don't have That's to the only him. one I would recognize. We don't need to make him keep playing music. No. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, because, so I know, I know I have had a student learn like the Wii song. <laughs> dun, 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 okay, yeah. so I have, I have a that was request. Awesome. Can you do like a Flogging Molly song? Do you know any Flogging Molly songs? Mm, it's not, not really. really Irish punk. He's into Irish folk. I know, but it was just, I'm just wondering since it was Irish too. See, that's the kind of music I listen to. <laughs> They're not all the same, Brie. I know. What hey. do you mean? What do you mean, you people? You people? <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. old. No, he's right. I I know like some of the traditional stuff, not so much like I do like that sound though. Irish punk. I I do love some of those drinking songs, you know, that they put out though. Those are a lot of fun. Shanties. I love the shanties. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. 
We have one other question for you, uh, and then we'll let you uh, plug your stuff and tell people how they can drive to Morgan to get uh, <laughs> guitar lessons. Um, but that you, you lived in Utah your whole life in various areas and, and places. And, um, you know, what is the most interesting or unique thing that you've discovered about Utah in your time here? Hmm. I mean, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is kind of generic. Like, I think a lot of people would say this, but I think it's pretty, pretty sweet that we have um, the Rocky Mountains, but also, you know, like Moab, Zion, Red Rocks, stuff like that. Um, That's super cool. I think that's like the huge plus side, at least at the moment of living in Utah, is all the public land and the camping and... um, uh unfortunately i think that's like getting more and more scarce which is pretty lame but that's kind of another topic but um yeah i i really love uh the diversity of of the nature here i think that's really cool um i've been really like immersed in the culture my whole life um so it's hard to say like i've been other places you know i've traveled around and hung out in other states and everything but um i think the the culture is like um i feel like it gets a bad rap you know i i think it it's not all bad um but yeah, I don't. Sorry, I don't really remember the question. Was it <laughs> was it the weirdest thing that's no, the about most, the most unique or interesting? Most unique thing. thing. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so definitely the fact that you can go up to the mountain tops at like you know ten thousand feet or whatever and see mountain goats and that kind of thing, but then you can drive like a couple hours and you can be in the desert and see like this these insane rock structures that just like blow your mind like canyon lands i love canyon lands um yeah i think that's the coolest thing in my opinion awesome so how do people get a hold of you if they want to buy your art or music or see it a show or get guitar lessons from you or purchase well, probably the best thing for everything would just be to go to my website although you did bring up a good point i don't have my wizard stuff on there um i have an instagram um morgan thomas music is like my main one which has like a little link to the all the other stuff like my wizards and stuff um but yeah i'll uh, I should probably mention all my music is online um, at like all the streaming platforms under Morgan in the Mountain. That's kind of my like artist name. Morgan um, in the Mountain. That's cool. Yeah. So you can find all my music there. I've got a bunch is, of albums. And Is the Mountain another person that you have do stuff with you? Because we, we have a buddy – Nick, who has it's it's Nick Passy and the perpetual sadness and, and the oh, perpetual yeah, sadness him. is a person. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Nick Nick Caitlin, Passy. Right? Is that her name? Yeah. Their band Folk Hogan. Does they do our, our intro, our outro. Intro yeah. Outro. Okay, those guys are great. I love Folk Hogan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So the well, the name came. I was 
playing with a full band for a little while. We were doing my original music, and we just decided to call the band Morgan in the Mountain. And yeah, like the people in the band were the Mountain. So it's like Hootie and the Blowfish, but there's really no Hootie. Yeah. Yeah, but there's really yeah. a Morgan. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. Um, and yeah, I kind of, well, I kind of just stuck with the name because I liked it. But but name. also, I've gone through a lot of like. Um, it's always kind of an evolving project. Like I play a lot of duo stuff with a drummer. So in those gigs, like he's the mountain, the single man, the mountain. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just a good way to like put an umbrella over top of all my stuff, you know. That's good. That's good because, I, I mean, that poor because girl. Because we feel bad for the perpetual sadness. Yeah. Her, do we even know what her name is? <laughs> Must it's, be horrible to no, have that it's, name. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, isn't it Kate? I want to say it's Caitlin. I, yeah. At some point we've told Nick we want to have, him, Katie, have them both on here, but I've only met her once and I don't remember what I just call her the perpetual sadness because <laughs> it's literally him and her and she plays the cello. And he named and her she, the perpetual sadness. And she's awesome, but they play as Nick Passy and the perpetual sadness. And I'm like, <laughs> that's fucked up, dude. It's just you and her, which means she's the perpetual sadness. It's and her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate for her. I, I, I think Nick probably gets a kick out of it honestly knowing nick <laughs> she's really good though she's the cello with nick is is really fantastic so yeah yeah and that guy's an animal he plays like everything but mostly guitar yeah yeah i i know i've met him i, I i've met the other members like more often i think but i know i've met him at least once i i've really i really only know nick we, re- we used to run into him all the time at the market before covid but we've gone to some of their concerts and we've interviewed him a couple times and so. yeah, we like him. We like those guys a lot. Yeah. Everyone loves those guys, man. They're, they're good energy. They're fun. Good people. How Howdy. many, how many bands do you have where you're playing a banjo and a, like a lute? Is that what he plays? What the fuck's it called? I think it is. And they have an accordion yeah. too, don't and they? An accordion. Yeah. Like this is just not normal. And so and and the dude that what's the guy's name that plays the banjo I can't remember but like he's been sought after because he's so damn good at the banjo and he just picked mm-hmm. it up literally to play with those guys yep. so they needed a banjo player so, so he, he just learned, learned it mm-hmm. that's cool yeah so quick funny story about those guys I had um back when I just graduated high school I uh got a, a gig as a sound guy at a place called Mojo's Mm-hmm. Um, in Ogden, and I didn't know what I was doing at all. I don't. I mean, I think he he, he paid me like twenty bucks a night, you know, just some ridiculous like. But I don't regret it at all. It was a lot of fun. But like my first sound gig I had, it was those guys playing and one other um, folk kind of gypsy band called Wanagani. They used to play together a lot. And, you know, each of those bands has like nine people. They're big. Yeah. And it was my first night. And I didn't know what I was doing at all. You had to set up for nine people. I had to set up for nine people. And like, so, for example, like the accordion guy that plays accordion, he's like, hey, I'm going to need three channels uh, for this accordion, one into this input and one into the and, and all this stuff and i'm just like yeah uh 
Do you know yeah. how to do that? <laughs> oh, it's a mandolin, not a lute, by the way. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they do That's have a mandolin. That's why it makes more sense. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, anyway, they were my baptism by fire. And <laughs> yeah, for was... sure. Like, like, hey, we got these weird fucking instruments that you've never hooked up to a soundboard, and yeah. uh, there's nine of them. So Yeah, they literally, I don't, I don't think it was Folk Hogan. I think it was the other band, but they literally had a table like they brought this little one of those fold up table things with like glass like broken glass glued to it and like nails and all this weird stuff and i and they're like yeah if you could just like throw a mic on this um you know that's part of our band (laughs) and i'm like oh wow i guess people do this this is just normal (laughs) and that's never happened to me again yeah i don't think that's full Hogan. They do have a lot of weird instruments, but I don't think they play glass. Yeah, Yeah. there's only like six of them in it. Yeah, they were so cool about it, though. Like, they knew, they could tell. It was like my first day. They're like, like, we'll just just do this. Yeah, yeah, they were way cool. When we went to one of the concerts, Nick actually, like, split his thumb open and was spraying blood everywhere and still just kept playing. He's like, I got this. They go hard, man. They go hard. Well, thanks so much for uh, joining us, Morgan, uh, and having a chat with us. Really appreciate it. It was fun. No problem. Thank you, guys. This was a lot of fun. Oh boy! So that was uh, that was fun. Thanks but, to uh, that was pretty different. Thanks to Morgan. That was actually a lot of fun. Glad that turned Sarah out. Sarah needed us. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that Jeremy put someone on the fucking spot. Like, well, I don't want to put you on the spot, but, but I, need, I need you to go get your guitar. Uh, he had it right there. He did it. It was awesome. I mean, in all fairness, you said people do it to him all the time. Doesn't make it right. I mean, <laughs> should we have, make it right? Should we have tipped him? Because, <laughs> like, kind of like the tire thing. I don't know. If I, <laughs> I don't know if you tip someone that plays music for you on your podcast. I don't that's know. A musician. <laughs> Not when you're interviewing. It's just part of the interview. <sighs> Way to get out of tipping, Jeremy. Woohoo! I gotta, I gotta learn your pro trip t- tips and, and tricks. A bunch of cash so Jeremy read a stupid dad joke earlier, and now Julia gets to read a uh, tarot card. I'm not calling these stupid. I actually like this deck of tarot. Stick's I don't think amazing. it's, I don't think it's really tarot, but it's called Oracle. But yeah. yeah, I tried to find the card that that Chris did the other day. I don't know what the hell he did. Can, with I, that's gone. can I? Can I tell you? I love so every year for Christmas, Bree and I get each other calendars. For our desks, the page a day little, calendars. You know, and rip it off and the last couple of years, stand. I've had to get me the exact same calendar because same. they're amazing. Yeah. Uh, but this year, um, she got me a different one. That, I don't remember. It was like it, it was like this fucking sucks or something like this calendar. And basically, I don't know if I should really have it on my desk at work. I told like, them to just face it away from the door. It's <laughs> it's not like like out there and not people aren't really in my office but literally every single page is like fuck this fuck that shit damn fuck. <laughs> like there are so many swears on that calendar though every every single pa- so it suits you the thing is every single thing seconds, has Chris gave it a mature rating <laughs> yeah like it's it was great uh uh are you talking about the podcast yeah. well, the, the podcast is already tagged explicit so oh all of them are yeah it's because Look, I don't have. You a, just never know. I don't have a fucking filter. You do. Like I'm pretty good. Like if we have a guest that's that's very clearly like not into that language, I or into the faith. Yeah, I t- I typically don't speak that language, but you know, as soon as they're gone, I'll 
throw them out at like nobody. Which means our intro and outro usually have swears in them, so So, it doesn't matter. So the uh, one of the calendar, just to give you an example of what this calendar is, uh, the one for February second said rodents can't fucking tell the weather (laughs) because you know (laughs) Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah. He died two days before. Yeah, that's right. He definitely couldn't come out of his hole and see a shadow at that point. Punks a tiny field died. Yeah. It's probably like the 20th. About damn time. Version of that. Right? They claimed he was not. But I don't know how long groundhogs live. They're full of shit. Groundhogs suck. <laughs> Are we so, ready? Yeah, yep. we're ready. What's the card? You shuffle them and then kept the same card on top, so... I pulled one out of the middle. Okay, it says, what the hell are you waiting for? Get that shit done. If you're waiting for a sign, well, here it fucking is. Get a new car, Julia. That's, uh, get that shit done. Right? <laughs> I'm looking. I don't know. I don't know what else to what else to throw in there. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, we've got uh, some good... I hope hopefully you liked the, uh, the show we did with uh, Utah Adventure. We've got another good one coming up here in... Yeah, I've got another fun one for this month. Two weeks, I think, uh, and uh, some other stuff lined up that will be a lot of fun. So please uh, in, um, share. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> Sharing is caring. Sharing the episode is what really matters to us, uh, sharing it with, with people you know and just the podcast in general. You can follow us on social media at TNU Podcast. Uh, com is our website, which is uh, usually got blogs until it's my turn, and then it kind of hangs out there for a week or two without a blog because I haven't written it yet. Um, and then someone writes it and forces me to write mine and <laughs> then we're caught back up. Uh, but uh, those blogs are full of links and crap like that. Uh, and I don't know. It's a good site. There's stuff to pay attention to there. There's pictures. There's pictures. <laughs> There's pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so have a good week and uh, listen to some Irish folk music. Yeah.